What's going on, everybody? This is the Beanball Podcast, episode 81, and we are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? Um, not much, man. Last night we had our final T-ball game. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I guess it's, it's that time. Yeah. School's about to be let out. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, it was cool. It was just hard at this time because, you know, anytime you have like a late game with the little kids, they just, After, they're gone, yeah. man. Yeah. They're Especially just, that age. All yeah. they want to do is play in the dirt and not pay attention. Um, they ready you know, for food and calm down and go to bed. Exactly. Um, but it was pretty cool. Uh, what's going on with you? Um, not much, you know. Uh, we had our manager, not manager outing, but our regular employee outing at Apex last night. So nice. That was, How was it? It was pretty cool. They didn't have everything open for us, but it was still cool, you know. Food was okay. Hold on, so how long do they? How often do they do these managers meetings? Well, no, this was just like our like, like all the stores. We had an outing because I guess they fed they just Apex. Did an outing? Yeah, like, like all the stores. Yeah, all three stores. So you saw the people you had to train with too out there? Uh, yeah, uh, two of them. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. So, um, well, what did they have? Because they got like bowling carts. So we had carts. the bumper carts, the rope thing, mini golf, okay, laser tag, arcade available. It was just us. just for employees. Yeah. Oh, that's still pretty cool, man. Like like they closed at nine, so after from nine to midnight, we had the place to ourselves. Dang. It was pretty cool. Okay. You got the laser tag? Uh, no, I played mini golf by the time I finished because I closed the restaurant last night. Ah. Uh. But um, played some mini golf, ate some pizza, which wasn't bad, and played some games, and I was like, all right, I gotta go. I'm tired. Okay. That's but it was up. cool. So let's go right into it, and of course, there's. Some more, you know, but the first breaking news was Phillies decided it's time to move on. Joe Girardi has been let go of as the manager of the Phillies. I mean, <clears throat> to be fair, he does have a losing record in Philly. His record, I think, is 132 and 141 since he's been there. Yeah. But I don't think it's all Girardi's fault. No. Um, I mean, look, if they, if they got to point fingers, I guess they always got to go from the top down. Um, but it's the same thing with the previous guy. Who was it? Gabe Kapler? Yep. He was good, too. I don't have anything against these managers. Obviously, Joe Girardi is tried and true. Um, so I'm not sure, man. Yeah. Not, I don't know what's going on because he, you know, he's, he knows what it takes to win games. He's He was a manager for the Yankees and took them to the playoffs quite a bit and won in 09. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you have the reigning MVP, five – all-stars from the previous year, payroll above the luxury tax. I agree. Expectations are high. The playoff drought needs to end. And, well, when you're deep in the NL standings and a struggling bullpen, defensive, slumbling starts from the team, high-priced veterans, Girardi paid the price. And he knows that as well. He knows that he has high-paid players because that's what they had in, in when he played in New York or when he yeah. coached New York. So he knows what to expect. Um, yeah, so, you know, as of when they, got, when they decided to release him, the Phillies were 22 and 29, mm-hmm. having lost seven of the past nine games, sitting in third place in the National League East, 12 games behind the Mets at the time, and five and a half out of the wild card race. I mean, I, I get it. You guys, like, like me and you said, on paper, these guys look like they should be killing it. Yeah. Um, but they're just not executing. No. I don't know what the issue is. I don't think it's Girardi, but they did win after Girardi yeah. was let go. I mean, and the thing was, Girardi still made his appearance on the. Uh, on the um, Sirius XN radio, um, in scheduled time, he's like he said that we're unperformed and it falls on me. Yeah, this is what happens. You know, you know, struggle with the bullpen and some offensive slow starts. Numbers are reasons we didn't win. I think you can overcome sometimes one thing, maybe even two, but sometimes when it's more than that, I think it's something difficult. Girardi said, "I just pray that they, you know, get better and they get into the playoffs." Yeah, and that's all you can do as a coach. Um, just root for the team you you were coaching. Yeah. 
it's not you know it's not necessarily the players fault or, or you know whatever the, the upper management the owners like hey something's got to give and, yeah. it's, and it's you unfortunately yeah you know he finally decided to spend some money and didn't like what he was seeing like he said Harper unfortunately was forced to be the designated hitter after the mm-hmm. the injury of course the runner up Cy Young Ward Zach Wheeler had a slow star Aaron Oda uh, JT Rumoto and of course Nick Cassino and Kyle Sorbert you know thought it was gonna be it but when Sorbert's hitting 192 and James Kerr is out for three months, and you know Alec Baldwin's missing time. Hopkins, it's just our defensive liabilities. It's just look. If anybody knows about a team that looks great on paper and doesn't perform, it is the Mets. And you could just ask Degrom about how much run support he was getting in his yeah. great outings. So I completely understand. Um, the one thing I I, I do want to take um, from this is that it seems like there's always this this even ground of these managers getting fired in Philly and. It's Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. So did Bryce Harper take some shots after they swept when they let go of Girardi? Yeah. Um, so the Phillies, you know, bottom out last week when they fell to 21-90-19. Mm-hmm. Seasons, you know, they, that's when they fired Girardi. But since then, the intermanager through the weekend, Rob Thompson, is 3-0 and after the 9-7 comeback win against the Angels. The Phillies were down 5 nothing at one point, and then they were trailing 6-2 to the bottom of the eighth. When Harper hit a game-tying grand slam, Angel would find a way to pick themselves up and retake the lead. But then in the bottom half, the Phillies rookie Bryson Scott hit a three-run walk-off shot to win the game. Now, that's, that's impressive and all, yeah. but it's against the struggling Angels yes. as well. So we got to, you know. you got to take a little bit of salt, but, you know, sending the Angels their 11th straight loss at the time. After the game, Harper dropped a little quote that's been <laughs> kind of could be a shot to Girardi. So the quote says, "I'm so happy for Scott, man. What an at bat! That situation for him, being able to put our trust to the young guys his last couple of days and really let them just play." He said to the Philly Inquirer, "It's been great and it paid off today." Harper on the porch of young guys. The thing about Bryson is he got to play. He used to play every day from high school to college to the minor leagues. To now, you used to playing every day, and that's what we got to do with our young guys. We need our young guys to come in each day ready to play, knowing that we have faith in them to go out in the job and doing it. So is that a shot that Girardi was not playing the young guys and more established to the veterans? It could be. I don't know. Um, like you said, Bryce Harper was just saying, like, being able to put trust in our young guys the last couple of days, it's, it's been great. Um, so I know Bryce Harper's been wanting to put trust in those guys. I don't know if Girardi has because I haven't been following the Phillies too often yeah. to, to let you know if – He's strictly going with the veterans. But once you put that kind of money into um, players who are struggling at the plate, like um, who was it? Who uh, Sorbert. Exactly. Oh. Right. If he's batting, what, 191, you said? 192 at the time of the firing. You guys paid him. You brought him in. He's going to sit up there and hit. That's that's what you do. I mean, I get it. Maybe you could change your strategy, but then again, are you going to have like a $30 million player just sitting on the bench? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know. Harper says a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of guys say things, and we know how Harper is. He's definitely one of the guys that you can look up to, uh, but he also has a temper, I feel like. I kind of want to say he's he's a little bit like LeBron James of baseball. Like, not, not talent-wise. I mean, he is good, but I'm just saying, like, with the drama. Like, I feel like – A little. Like, he might take the slow, like, subtle shots. Right, like, not exactly. Not quite right. obvious. But but is he – And, like, are you talking about – like, you're taking out my context. You said it, not me. But is but is Bryce one of those guys who is make, pushing the hand of the owner saying, hey, you go to fire this guy because I don't like him? Is he that guy? I don't know. He did – like, the owner said he was going to spend money. He spent money. Was was the right call of how they spend the money is the question. You look at the, the GM, Dave Gombrowski, like, yes, he has a pass, but – 
Mm-hmm. Recently, it's not a good past right. between Angels and um, now with the Phillies and stuff. So it's like looking at them like questionable calls. And when you said you need to fix a bad defensive team and then sign two bad defensive players, right? Contra- you got question yourself. marks right. there. <laughs> so it's like we'll see. You know, he's. I think this is only his second year, so he probably got another year or two to fix himself, or he's gonna be out of a job. Yeah. So now he's at a starting block, has to find a new manager, see how you know the oh. intern guy does. He might get a shot, or if he does well, or they'll be looking at Look, hiring someone offseason. Like, I feel like the pressure's on them because of what the Mets are doing. Yes. They're the, you know the Phillies are thinking, hey, we're supposed to be the team to beat, and the Mets are overstepping them and and. Well, yeah, if great. you think about it, within the last three years, you've seen the Nationals win the World Series. Yeah. Now you saw Atlanta win the World Series. Yes. And you're seeing what the Mets are doing, and you're like, we're supposed to be right with them. Right. And if we're not going to step up soon, we're going to be down here at the bottom because Miami's not far are starting to make moves. And you're right. And, and the Phillies management is so used to recently being the team to beat. Yeah. Like, there for the last like, decade or so, they were like the you know, team. The, win the World Series. And then after that, they, it's when the bad luck started for them. Mm-hmm. Veterans got hurt, and they just started shipping players away. Prospects weren't working out, so it is a mess up in Philly. Right, and, and it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be fixed overnight. Maybe they get some energy in them after this, but I need to see you guys be somebody other than the Angels. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see what happens, One man. series so far, yeah. it lights it. We'll see how they continue doing. But but then you go right into the next question. Well, like I said, they just swept the Angels. What is wrong with the Angels? I don't know, man. We we just talked about them last week about still being in our power. Yeah, they're top, top 10. ten. Like we feel like it's maybe it's just a bad week of baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, but now so, we're technically it's at thirteen. They lost last night in Boston. So so the Angels, they were twenty seven and seventeen as of May twenty fourth. Yes, and guess what? They have not won a game since then. Yeah. That is crazy. How I don't know. What do you? What's what's happening? Yeah, during the span, you think about around like we're talking about like their top contenders around Memorial Day, and like okay, they're slumping a little bit then, and then you talk about probably arguably the best two players in baseball, Mike Trout and Otani, and then the stretch of well, Trout slumping. Trout, Trout is, is just in a doing terrible slump. Yeah, he's in a slump. Um, the only high point that I can bring out of this whole situation right now. Um, is that Syndergaard actually put up a quality start his last, last week, outing? Yes, he went six innings. He only gave up one run. That was the only high point. Yeah, I can't think of anything good going like, on. And but you think looking at the season, you know, like um, Tyler Ward was in the midst of a breakout season. You know, Jared he Wash was, was producing yes. at plate, and you're getting quality starts by other key pitchers and stuff. And then Otani was doing well. Trout was doing well. And they were just, having fun. We and it's like, okay, good. this is it. This is a, like where this could be finally the year. And we were just talking about how, you know, they could possibly use some pitching and that's it. But now you guys lost 13. I mean, that's, that's the season record right now. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like, is this just a, a bad stretch? Let's fix it. And then we were going to talk to like, is Madden seat? How hot is it? Like we wondering with now Joe on like, yeah. Like, how hot is his seat? Because you can't a, just lose 13 games. Because Joe and both Joes were on a, you know, we'll see how you do a year. Their mm-hmm. contract was up after the season. And, well, news broke today. Madden's gone. Yeah. I mean, and what, what else can you expect? I mean, if you're on a, a 12-game, 13-game losing streak um, and the Angels started out so good, you had so much faith, and then all of a sudden you're just on a downward spiral, you got to point fingers at someone. And, you know, obviously, like you said, we said in the last segment – the manager is the guy who has to unfortunately go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're on a 12 game losing streak. They decided to part ways with Joe. Um, he was surprised by the move. Yeah. He said the, the only question, 
the, he was thinking like they said, "Hey, were you surprised?" He's like a little. He's like, "No, actually, I was surprised a lot." Like. He didn't have no warning signs. It just yeah. looks like, all right, you got to go. And like you said um, earlier before we started recording. It was so late yeah, in the day. Yeah, it was late in the day. It's not like they're on the West Coast. They're right. on the East Coast still. So you're thinking about it. You know, it was about 3, 4 o'clock when the news broke. So maybe he was informed like, what, 1, 2 o'clock? Like the news started leaking and then it was confirmed. Like, so, I wonder exactly when did he find out? Did he get to the stadium for warm-ups and stuff? And they're like... Pull them aside and like, look, man, we're going to go a different direction. And and I, and I wonder if they even spoke to any of the players and see how things are going because, like I said, they were top ten material. They were doing good. And they, they just have a slump. So, yeah, that's what Madden is, that laid-back style. A mm-hmm. lot of people question mark, is he the right guy with a slump? Like, can he expire? Like, look, So now this is the question mark. Now, that it, I guess maybe they felt like he wasn't doing it. Well, I'm going to say that's a little bit of BS because I feel like he absolutely knows what he's doing. He is a two-time World Series champ. He most recently took the Cubbies to the first World Series title since 1908 in 2016. He knows what it takes to get it done. Yeah. I don't think the issue is with his management style. It's the roster. Exactly. And we've been saying they need pieces. But, you know, they've been playing so well that we thought they only needed a couple of pitchers. But now they, they, need, to, they need to find the mojo again. Yeah. So we thought about, like what you said, about May, 20, May 24th. Yep. They're 27-17. Yeah. Dan Grass gave him a 77% chance of making the playoffs. 77? Yep. So now after the 12-game losing streak, not including last night, 13, they have dropped all the way down to 30% chance of making the playoffs. Man, and that's, that happens. Because even though they were doing good, they were still behind the Astros because Astros are Astros okay. defending okay. you know AL champs. But, yeah, they're now down to less than 30% chance to make the playoffs right now. That's nuts. What do you guys think? Are the Angels going to make it to the playoffs this year? Yes or no? Let me know in the comments. You think with adding that extra playoff worth, the way it was going, like this final year that Trout can I play so. some meaningful baseball in October, but now it's like, can they turn it around now? I'm not giving up hope yet, but they need Still to long season. show something this month. It's only early June. Uh, it is. So I guess that was the thing, like, was it too early or was it the right call to try to change it something because we still have a whole season where we can fix Remember, we all talk about almost every couple weeks is what – uh, Atlanta Braves did right trade deadline. Oh, they made God. the right trades and they we went on that run. Yeah, we counted them out and they made the playoffs and won the World Series. Right, so they could still do it. And the Mets blew it, so you could you could be at the top and easily blow it, and, or vice versa. Yeah, um, I think the only question here though is you know where's gonna, where's Madden going to go next? So after both Joes now have been let go, now this is the question mark. Both teams interviewed both two managers that are doing well in previous two seasons. Mm-hmm. One is Buck show off to the Mets. Yeah. Billy, at the time, was the GM of the Angels and wanted Buck for the Angels. Okay. But the owner wanted John Matt, Madden. Okay. So it's like, okay. And the other one is the Astros manager. Hmm. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, God, I am drawing a blank right now. Dusty? Dusty. Baker. <laughs> Both were favorites, and a lot of people said they did really well, both in Philly right. and Angels. Right. Now you look at them, they're doing well. Was the wrong calls made for both manager positions? Yeah, probably. And especially Philly, you saw, like you said, um, Kepler, right? Yeah. Had an 81-81 season. You're trending. You're going, you're above five, you're, you're at 500. You let him go, and he has a 107 <laughs> win season the next season. I told you I like that guy. I liked him. So clearly it wasn't a manager. Well, that's what I'm saying. So are these teams too quick to pull the trigger? I feel like maybe they should have had a, a sit-down meeting with Joe Madden and, and maybe even Girardi and just say, hey, 
we don't like what's going on. What is your solution to fix what's happening? And maybe they talk about it. Yeah. I, I just don't. I, I do like both these managers. I really do. I don't. I would not have fired him so quickly. Um, and Joe wants still. He says he still wants to manage. Manage. Unless um, unless there was an issue in the in the um, in the clubhouse, and then, like with Bryce Harper and him. And then Joe Madden, when the new GM got there, you know. GM brought in Phil Nelvin, which is now the interim manager, yeah. as the bench guy. Uh, okay. And, like, is this the guy in waiting? Mm. So was Madden not happy okay. with that? That could have been something that was behind the you're scenes. Right, we don't know. But but on the surface, I'm thinking it might have been too early. But yeah. you're right. If they were if they were grooming that guy to be the next one, and now's the time, maybe. Because, that, like, hey, yeah. the team was trending. Now it's not. You can fix it and prove and your remember, worth. Remember, last two seasons, we had almost managers of the year winners yes. get fired. Yeah, and we were shocked. I'm like, what's going on? And they, they currently don't have jobs. They took up other jobs, like, not as manager jobs. So, who knows? Like, maybe, like, this is something, like, we need younger guys. But look at the, some of the other older guys that are doing well. So, it's a weird time baseball. Yeah. Especially when you have a very expensive roster and you're not performing, they're going to quick pull you. I agree. All right. Well, speaking about getting paid, <laughs> this was a great deal if you're a Houston Astros fan. I think so. I, when I first saw him, like, that's an excellent deal for both the player and the team. Yeah. So the Astros have signed their left-handed slugger, Jordan, uh, Jordan Alvarez, to a six-year extension that covers him from 2023 to 2028. The team announced a six-year deal worth about $115 million. Yeah, good deal. I good mean, deal. The way we see... Uh, players get paid today yeah. that is a steal this guy's producing he's really good yeah. you want to lock him up for the majority of his his prime yeah. time career and you think and about it's cheap you know 2019 bustle and scene the rookie of the year mm-hmm. you know great season unfortunately missed 2020 because of the surgery surgeries had a great year last year and is doing very well again this year so you're like this was a no-brainer so along with the five million dollar signing bonus he'll receive seven million next year 10 million in 2024, 15 in 2025, and then 26, 27, 28 will get 26 million. Yeah, no a that, that's a good deal for all sides. Yeah. He's getting he's getting paid well and his team isn't eating it yeah. up front. So I like it. And it's not like crazy deals like, you know, this is a handful of deals that the Ashes has been doing. The Jose Atuve, the 5 years 151. Uh Alex Bregman was 5 years 100 million and then Lance McCarl was 5 year 85 million last year. So of course, they lost some of the core, of course, you know, with George Springer and Carlos Carrera. But and then they tried to get Kyle Tucker to sign, but they broke off. So but you think about it. He's only 24. OK. Six year deal. So you're talking about 30, roughly 30, 31, depending on when his birthday falls. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. What is it currently? I have his stats. Where is he hitting? Da-da-da-da. Entering Friday's game when he did the deal. He was ranked in the AL second in homers at 14, fifth in slugging, sixth in OPS, and and sixth in total bases, and eight in RBIs. And then, of course, he continued crushing with Oakland um, with a couple of home runs after the deal and stuff. So, oh yeah, <laughs> he just got paid, and he's, he's now I'm loose. I'm gonna prove no more. He can relax. Like, can... Yeah, exactly. No, it's a great deal. Um, Great job for Houston signing him. Great job all around. And I remember, mean, it's, that's a good deal. He was the MVP for the AL Championship Series last year, hitting that 522 yeah, in that so, series. So There's something to look forward to if you're a Houston fan. Yeah, and, you know, great DH. can also first base. So, yeah, great options. Great options. All right, well, next thing I want to talk about is uh, something a little bit closer to home with us. Um, 
there is a top pitching prospect who has been shut down. To at probably, least September. At least September. So probably, and he's right now he's in AAA. Probably the rest of the season. Uh, the Orioles, Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, he we had know. a what a lat tear. Or something? Yeah, so um, a lat a lat muscle strain. Ah. So. You know, we talked about this guy a couple weeks ago with um, uh, Adley finally getting called yeah, up. Like, yeah. they want to see him a little more, and he had a quality start. I'm like, okay, can yeah. you do it a couple in a row? Exactly. He might get up there soon. Right. Maybe he did too so much. So, <laughs> the next outing, unfortunately, he, he got pulled early. He had an injury, MRI, showed a grade two lat, lat um, strain. So, recovery timeline is up to 12 weeks. So if you look at the timeline, it's September where he might get a couple more starts in or at least some innings in before the end of the season. They're not ruling him out just yet. A lot of people said, don't be surprised if you don't see him to spring train in 2023. And that's the route I'm thinking is going to happen. The The Orioles are no rush to win right now. They're, nope. they're still building their team. This guy is going to be part of that build. So it's best in their best interest just to keep him healthy. He's not playing in the big leagues right now. Yeah. He's playing down here in Norfolk AAA. Now, if he feels good like nine weeks, you can see how he does, maybe get a – a couple innings out of it, not where to start. Right, no starts. Like maybe just let him come out the bullpen and see For how sure. his arm feels give him, give and stuff. Him three batters or something. Yes. You know, something short term. But we'll see what they decide to do. It, it won't be surprised, unfortunately, if we don't see him. He said, of course, while twenty twenty three may be the ultimate goal, the door is not completely closed. I think it is on twenty twenty two. What the GM uh, L said, but we'll see. They, I, I really, mean, yeah, they want to they want to be like, oh yeah, you know, he could come back. But and I'm unfortunately, because you know. The 22-year-old has 5-1 and one this season with a 2.09 no, ERA been, and 11 starts. He's been starts. great, which is exactly why he's not coming back to start. They're going to save that arm to get that magic for next season. Yeah. I'm, tell, I'm calling it, it now. It wouldn't surprise me. But since with him moving, you know, they called up two more top prospects for Baltimore. That's been doing well, double A. Yeah, so their number one. three prospect. Uh, yeah, the number three, up. which is now he – I think he's like the mid-pack for the top 100. He's been slowly growing this season. Which is great. I mean, that's fine, yeah. And it's not even like a top – it's like a second-round pick from two years ago. Okay. So it's not like one of the top guys that they drafted, thought, but they're doing well, so we'll see them. Um, so MLB, speaking of draft and stuff, we'll have a draft combine this year at San Diego Petco Park. You know, the draft, you know, this will be the second year in a row that the draft is going to be held during All-Star Weekend. But the combine is going to be having in San Diego here in the next few weeks. MLB Network will begin provide coverage of the draft as well as the draft combine. So, so I like this. Um, so you know, the NFL has its own combine and and but it's hyped up, and we all know about that. The baseball's trying to get the fans. Yeah. They want people, and, and we don't even know who these young guys are because everybody knows the prospects in football. It, it, it's kind of cool. You think about because we actually got a chance to look at a draft workout for the Nationals, right? A couple through years a manager, back, like well, quite a while back. Yeah, but. probably a while back. But it's cool, like to see all these young guys like doing. BP, just trying stuff right. out. Right, exactly. So, so a bunch of guys because you know, you know, there's a lot of, t- so lot of players that we don't know. Top 300 draft eligible players identified by USA Baseball and MLB clubs are going to be invited to the combine for up to 30 supplemental invites as well. Are we going to get to see them hit? It says, yeah, they'll be do multiple drills, and of course, they'll interview with teams. And of course, probably the top guys will be interviewed, of course, on TV and stuff. But it's like a, no, I all think this is, thing. I think this is great because this gives the fans a chance to actually see who they think could be great. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just a short um, example, short short sample size because you're not seeing them playing the, their whole season, and they they might not look the best on the combine day. But either way, I think it's a great opportunity for MLB to capitalize yep. on this kind so of. So starting event. June 14th, MLB Network will have exclusive coverage of Petco Park from Thursday. Um, Friday of the talent, a pro style showcase workout, interviews with players and club personnel will be featured as part of the coverage. 
So, you know, they did, a, they did a smaller combine last year at the USA Baseball National Training Complex in North Carolina. But this one's more of the big park. Let's get an experience. Yeah, dude. I like it. I do, too. I, I think I it's, it's kind of cool, you know. And then you and then you think about just like football, the draft is now going to be three different days. Mm-hmm. First two rounds is going to be the first night. Then the, I think was it uh, three through ten and then eleven through twenty. Yeah, well, draft night is still not hyped. Now, but maybe the combine the, will help. The first hype night it. will be is I, I, a lot it, of people turn in. I think a little bit better for, if you're a true baseball fan. But it's still not like no. it's not like NFL draft. No, you, you don't, don't have the trades. We don't and care. Stuff. I mean, yes, we care. The yeah. hard fans are like, oh, who are the Mets going to draft first or whatever? But like, I want to see where some of these guys go. But this is kind of cool to kind of see some names out there. And although when Rocker was was uh, was falling. Or what I'm saying, yeah. But when those guys are getting drafted, that class, it was That's, pretty hype. I wonder if he's going to be able to go. I don't know. That's a good question. I would love to see him there. But just remember, that's what I'm saying. You had two teammates who were both top prospects, yeah. and we're like, oh, well, a lighter went, and now where's this guy can go? Or or a couple days or a couple years back when Swansby went with Vanderbilt, it was hyped up because they just won the championship yeah. or something. Like, yeah, I'm just saying there are a couple players, but we really can't pick out a bunch from the Yeah, and the unfortunately, lot. you think about it, a lot of the – College guys will not be there that are in currently the College okay. World Series because you know that's going on right now, and that's still going on during the Columbine. Right. So that's unfortunate a little bit. Well, you know, anyways, we'll see how it pans out. I, I think it's something to look forward to, though. It is. It's you know something different to try and you know at least three hundred players and stuff get a chance to interview, get a little limelight before they the big draft day for them. All right. So. All right. Well, uh, on some other things that they're trying to do <laughs> now so is, this is like the 15th year that i think the 15th year that the rays yeah have worn pride logos yeah the 16th pride night event at yeah Tropicana. okay well if you haven't heard um some of the rays players chose not to wear the logos and hats associated yeah if with pride you remember night. a couple weeks ago i think we talked about where the dodgers and them were going to have a pride specific yeah. hat yeah yeah well it finally happened this past weekend mm-hmm. And some Tampa Bay Ray players decided not to wear the patch yeah. and the hat. Five five players decided not to wear the, the pride logos and um, hat. And it was basically mostly the pitchers. There was like five pitchers, basically. Um, and they, they were saying that it was uh, faith-based. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I understand you're right and stuff. I think that's more so they probably should have talked to the whole team before announcing to wear the hat and stuff if there's, if there's any issues. <clears throat> But majority, like you said, over the half team didn't have issues. You know, right. some players like everyone, like I think was it Kevin Kilmeyer said, "I'm one of those things. My parents taught me to lo- that living to every love everyone as they are. Go live with your life, your preference. I can't speak to everyone who's here. Obviously, that is a family friendly environment here, at the big league ballpark. We just want everyone to feel welcome, including to cheer on us, no matter what their views on anything are. Right, and and. I don't think it was a huge issue either. Um, even Skipper Kevin Cash said it didn't create any issues in the clubhouse whatsoever. He no. said it wasn't really a big deal. The guys were cool if you didn't want to wear it, and they were cool if yeah. you did. So, I mean, let's not make it a big deal. I mean, yeah, people didn't have, think it divided the team, he said. Yeah, right, definitely. Exactly. So. People have the right to their opinion. So yeah, let, of course. Them, you yeah. know, St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Jack Fairley said on his Twitter, said this is an absolute joke. It, it, it's going to be your preference. Right. You, know? you can't force things down people's throat. I mean, yeah. no matter how much you want, everybody has their own viewpoint. And you got to accept theirs as well as them accepting yours. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's a big issue. I mean, if, if you guys want to make it one, that's on you. Um, but, you know, side note, the jerseys were pretty cool looking, though. They they, were, they had the pride colors on them. Like yeah. The they were pretty dope. Yeah. And, you know, Saturday Pride Night attendance was uh, night, just under 20,000, while the season average for the Rays game has only been 16,000. So a little higher. Okay. For that Pride Night, so 
So, yeah. So, but, you know, it's not a big issue. You know, the biggest thing you think about Tampa Bay Rays is the governor, the politics, all that stuff going on down there. So a lot of people might be for it. Some people are against it. It is what it is. It's your call. It's you your belief. You can't please everybody. No, you can't. No matter how hard you try. And that's and, what and we should take from this. Especially in this world. Like, you right. know, stuff that is, you know, no twice thought is now very sensitive. Like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Ten years ago, we would, we'd have a completely different conversation about yeah. this. Um, like I said, uh, it wouldn't bother me if I had to wear it, but I get it if somebody else doesn't want to yeah. wear it. It's not, it's not my choice or my – Yeah. who cares? Let them do what they want. Yeah. It's something that was option. It's not like they're forced to and they right. refuse to play the game. Right. It was like, oh, you don't want to fair? Okay. Right. We, take, we don't have to put it on your jersey then. You have that right. Yeah. So, all right. It is our time for our Players of the Week, the AL Pitcher of the Week. Alan, who do you have? Well, you know, there's a couple different options that I was thinking about, but I wanted to be a little bit off the script. Um, I went with Boston's Michael Waka. He had a good start against the Angels. He did, and it wasn't something spectacular, but he did throw a complete game shutout. He only allowed three hits. He got six Ks. His whip was a .44, but it was a good. I like when I, I like it when pitches go deep, man. Yeah, I like it when they just throw the whole It's very rare now. Exactly. Like you get like a few a few a month, not even to say a week no more. No, it's like, exactly. Like, yes, we're still a little early, so more so July, August, where you're, I think, more of the heat. You yeah, feel yeah, a little yeah. bit more, but you should be starting to stretch out. We're, we're getting more, but especially for Waka, yeah. the guy who had that hype and then it came crashing out with injuries and stuff and has been bounced around mm-hmm. between Mets, I think. I think he was with Tampa Bay last year, and now he's with Boston. So to get a quality start like that, it's got to boost your confidence for the rest of the season. I like it. I mean, like I said, you, you guys these days can't even go five innings. So yeah, like, like last night I was watching the Mets game. Uh, the starter, Snell, he threw like 40 pitches in the, in first, the first inning. first inning, yeah. I was like, dude, you're not going to last very long. No, you're he, thinking he, about four innings, five innings. <laughs> I like, mean, he cruised through the second, lucky for him. Yeah. But the point is, good job, Michael. Yeah, that was a good, good, that was a good outing. So – I was a little harder for mine to figure out who I was going to pick. Uh-huh. I went something very different for my pick. Okay. I didn't pick a pitcher. Okay. So who did you pick? I picked all the Angels starters last week. As your AL pitcher of the AL week? AL pitchers of the week. I did the Yankee starting staff. Okay. And they're five starts. Those five starters. Okay. They're 4-0 and with a .77 ERA. Yeah. Three runs total in all those games. And 36 strikeouts. Sick. Like, both of them, when I pulled the stats, Garrett Cole had no ERA. Uh, was it Nelson has zero ERA? I'm like, good God. And only literally the one, um, for one was two runs and one was one run. Everyone else was zero runs. I was like. So so that is a good pick. And you know why? Because at the beginning of the season, when I was thinking of the Yankees. The starters, we had a lot we of said question the marks. the starters was a question mark, yes. So it's great to see the team combining yeah. for great outings. For a week of solid. like they If sw- your pitching is that good. Yeah. And you know your bats are there? Oh, man. This is a big reason why they have the best record in baseball. So the starting staff has been doing it. And when I looked at what they did this past week, I had to give all the share this week. It was a little hard for me, not like the Yankees as much as a Mets fan. But when you do stuff like this, when your starters go through a rotation and you have a sub-1 ERA from all your starters, and it was I was like, I got to give it to them. No, you're right. Absolutely. That's That's a great accomplishment. Um, so yeah, man, this is looking like the Subway Series again. That's all it, I'm saying. It, it's it's lean toward the you know <laughs> best two records in baseball are both in New York. All right. So our AL Player of the Week, who do you got? So my AL Player of the Week, I also went with somebody from the AL East. Okay. 
I picked the Blue Jays' third baseman, Santiago Espinal. He had a very good week. Uh, He's not my pick, but he was up there for me. So in six games, um, he had ten hits. He scored four runs, had a pair of doubles, three home runs, nine RBIs, and he was batting 417. He was doing it. And if the Blue Jays want to stay in it, they got to keep – Doing it, they're staying in it. Like, That's what I'm between saying. the Rays and and they're right there, second place behind that, the tough division. It's it's the toughest division baseball. We can clearly say it. Like yeah. looking at all of them, and it always besides is. the NL West right now between ah, yeah. Padres yeah, yeah. and Dodgers and Which Giants. Which is kind of a still. shock. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's funny that that you said that. Um, I think. Yeah, because last night we were watching. I was watching the Mets game, and they're talking about the Padres, and I was like, "Man, they're no longer slam Diego." The, the the announcers were talking about how the Padres were the best defensive team. Yeah. In the game right now. Now think about the offense. Yeah, the pitching the actually has been very well. They've gotten a great <laughs> God, that starter, their rookie starter, but you know I just thought it was funny that their defense stats are like just crushing it and their offensive and, stats and the, aren't and there. And of course the biggest thing for Padres like we're way off topic for Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but is they're doing this without Tatis. Yes. And Machado's and, killing. And Machado it. is yeah. stepping up and it's just like and they're within like two games of the Dodgers. Like they're in striking distance, and if they get Tatis back and the pitch is staying up, Dodgers could be in trouble for losing that division. But they got to get their bats together. Yes, because they were talking about um, who was it, Voit last night, who was who, uh, who yeah, was Luke Voit from yeah. the Yankees. Yeah, the trade. He's, he's not. He's not doing well. He's got like four home runs right now. But then again, so does um, what's his name from the Braves last season? Big big trade, big trade, big trade, big trade. Um, Braves best Freeman. Oh, yeah. Freeman also has like four he, home runs. Yeah, he's not doing. So that's what I'm saying. It's early. It's, it's still early, early. But all right. Well, who do you have as your so AL? My AL player of the week. Player we kind of talked about a little well. Got paid. Oh, Jordan okay. Alvarez. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, after that's why paid, he's paid. Five in five games, he was nine for nineteen. One double, one triple, two home runs, six RBIs, batting a four seventy four yes. average with an OPS of one point five three zero. What a way to celebrate your big payday. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna pay me a, <laughs> over a hundred million dollars? Oh yeah, this is gonna do well. And the Astros, the Astros right now, especially now with Angels falling apart, and you know, Seattle's having that sophomore slump. Like they're falling off. It's like it's Astros division yet again. Like we thought, like it, they might have some competition between yeah. the Angels and Seattle, and they're just building a comfortable lead like the Mets are right now. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's still early. It's we've still seen, early, we've and seen then we have, crashes. and then Verlander and this pitching staff. You remember? The pitching staff wasn't great last no. year, and, and they w- almost won the World Series. Now that they have, they have a great Verlander pitching staff and, again. Yeah, it's very scary again to it watch is. the Astros. It and is. AL. We'll keep an eye on them. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but uh, they could do some damage. They could, like, they could make another run. And Dusty is looking for that World of Series championship as a coach. Of course he is. He doesn't want to be in here too much longer. I don't no, think. I think he, you know, at his age, he's got to want to win one. Maybe get go out, try to defend it, and then walk away for sure if he wins it this year. God, I thought I was really hoping for him last year. I know it was I wasn't. Like, I know, but because you're you know, anti Astros, anti Astros. That's right. Just like someone stole the flag outside. I saw that. Yeah, somebody stole their 2019 flag. Twenty seventeen. Oh, Twenty seventeen championship flag. Yeah, flag. Yeah, exactly. I All thought right. that was funny. So our National League Pitcher of the Week. Who, All right. Who do you got, man? Well. Don't tell me another Marlin because I've almost picked him. And I was like, no, I don't talk no. About Finally, we haven't picked a Marlin. <laughs> but I did pick somebody from the same division. Okay. I have the Mets own Carlos Carrasco. We have the same guy. We do? Yes, Bro, we do. how can you not pick this guy? So when I was going through, I'm like, well, he had two starts in the week. Everyone else only had one. And I'm like, he has a sub-two ERA. 
K's are there. He had great week. I was like, I'm picking him. Dude, yes. He pitched two games. He won two games. Yep. His ERA is a 1-5-0, 12 innings pitch, which is fine. Um, and he gave up, what, two runs in those two, two starts? Runs two nine, runs over nine hits, but got 15 strikeouts. 15 Ks. He earned it. Yeah. I don't Especially if you think about it. it, one of them was against San Diego last night. Exactly. Which was a great outing for him. And the other one was the road, what was it? And it didn't start out so hot either last no, night. No, it wasn't. No, yeah. He he had a lot of pitches going into from mm-hmm. the first inning. He threw like 20-plus pitches, I think, in the first inning. Um, what was the other one? Oh, well, no, it wasn't Philly. Or was Maybe it was Philly. Yeah, we swept Philly, then went, no Dodgers. I don't know. Yeah, I think we did. But, no, it was Washington. That's ah, right. Either way. Philly, Washington, the Dodgers, yeah. Either way, we need more of that yeah. until the two stars come back. And, you know, last year when he finally came back from injury, he was not looking himself. Definitely tell the injury was messing with him last year. But now, this so far this year, he is a great asset. That's why I love that trade when we got him and um, Lindor. Like, this is a great deal to <laughs> it get was. a pitcher and a shortstop. That's a good deal. So, you know, last year was a bust, but this year he's putting it together. I love it. Good job, Cookie, for our player, our pitcher of the week. That's right. So, our NL player of the week. Who you got, man? Look, man, I've been dragging this guy's name through the mud the last couple months. Um, he finally decided to step it up this week. I got to give it to the Mets, Eduardo Escobar. I almost picked him, especially <laughs> the cycle last night. I came close, but I was like, you know, I can't. I was like, look, I'm going to pick someone else. Look, but You know he's not been my favorite Mets no. player. Um, but this past week, he's actually started to heat yes. up. And we need this if we're going to be competing. Yeah. Um, he hit for the cycle last night, but his stat line in the last six games, he scored four runs. He's got eight hits, two home runs, eight RBIs leading the league in that week, and he's batting three thirty three. This is exactly what the Mets need from yes. Escobar. We need him to step up. Yeah. Even if he's not hitting home runs. Last and night, making great defensive plays exactly. at third base, yes, too. Yes, that's what we need. And last night, he wasn't in a position. He wasn't trying to hit home runs. He hit a nice bloop right over the second base head and scored runs. That's what we yeah. need. So I'm happy for him. And there, of course, in the ninth inning, he was down, needed a triple, and just went over, hit that corner, and bounced away from the runner where you they're like, just go for it. At that point, you're like, right. I have a shot. Why not? Go for the cycle. Yeah. And when's the last time we've seen someone hit a cycle, man? It's been, it's for the well, Mets? For the Mets, yeah. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. 10 years. It's only the 11th cycle who, in Mets who history. Who did it last time? Do you know? Uh, I feel like it's it was a meh player. Like someone, I don't, was, I don't think, was it Murph? or 10 years ago, which would have been early 2000. 20, 22, 23. 2012? Yeah, 2012. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, I have to look it up. Well, I can't remember, either, either way, yeah. Eduardo Escobar, you earned yeah, this, great, this week, like, buddy. And then I didn't know that the MLB Network had like a Madden cast going on. Cause I went <laughs> oh, to watch the, I Yeah, I guess. Cause oh. I went to watch the highlights, like, you know, under the app. Uh-huh. Since it was a little late, I didn't finish watching the game. And it was like a like they had four people watching it and just talking about the game nice. and like like getting excited for him when he finally got the triple. I like those a lot more than the regular announcers sometimes. Yeah. So, all right. So my player of the week, uh, he's actually been my player of the week, but uh, recently this season, I give it to Bryce Harper yet again. You know, in three games he played, he was four for ten. Yeah. One double, three home runs, eight RBIs, hitting over four hundred with an OPS of one. Point nine three eight. Yeah, I know. He's the biggest one it. was that grand slam to tie it against the Angels. Right. He would have been my pick, but I was like, everybody's going to pick Bryce yeah. Harper. So no, he would have absolutely been yeah. my pick though. He murdered it. This, when you this week. need a bat, Bryce has been there for two home. Like there's three home runs this week. Two of them have been in big spots for him, and 
like straight up killing it at DH since he can't play. But no, he's doing it. He's doing it good. Like this is potential what you can see Harper as. Luckily, the National League has the DH now. Where like in his career, like, lucky for the Phillies, they yeah. have a DH now yeah. because he would be sitting the pine. Yeah, if you can't play the field, like yeah, right. you'd be like he'd be off the bat, or would you have been you, having the DL? You'd be taking some I L's are. right now. You'd be looking like the Angels. So yeah, they're ha- they better be that's happy. A, yes. That's a W for having that DH spot for sure. So, but yeah, Harper's killing it. You know, he's somewhat in there for at least the batting stats. Still in the MVP race. You know, he's now the two-time MVP winner. Like he's in it. And like I said, now with the change, young, we'll see if they can keep it up. He might be in the thick of the things, but Machado, Alonzo, and Goldsmith is right there with the MVP race right okay. now. Especially with Alonzo is on pace to break the RBI record for the Mets. That's currently held by Piazza and David Wright. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, I think that might be it for us this week. Yeah, I think I'm trying so. to think if I got anything else. I think, do I have anything else? Oh, besides, uh, I think I got one more. I think I took one thing, of course. Um, so earlier last week, George Springer hit a leadoff home run that now puts him in fourth place all time for most leadoff home runs in MLB history. Of course, Ricky Henderson's first at 81, mm-hmm. but Alfonso Soriano has 54, Craig Biggio has 53, and now George Springer has 50. So those two, at least second and third is in – Within shooting distance for Springer, of course, he's a leadoff hitter. So, and then, you know, it's almost to, not to this date, but this month that, God, how long ago was this? The Sports Illustrated, talk about Bryce Harper, the chosen one oh, yeah. came out. It's been a long time. Bryce Har- Has Bryce Harper lived up to the height when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I'm going to say yes. Yes, he has. A lot of people like say yes and no. Like, a lot of people say he needs a ring to live the hype. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you had this kid on the cover, and he's actually a really good MLB player. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, he lived up to the hype. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, you think about as a catcher, outfielder, pitcher. Exactly. To win two MVP races, Rookie of the Year, a home run derby, and is one of the highest played ba- players in baseball and is still doing it on almost a nightly basis. And it, Right, and this is a team sport. You can't just say the ring's yeah. on him. It's, it's not. not like NBA and right. stuff where you can have a star and have a lucky year. Because there's only get, five people playing yeah. at one time. you got a whole team. Pitching you pitching rely is a, on. Pitching like, is its own team. It's not a time thing. It's 27 outs. Right. Like It's been proven a lot this year that until that last out's done, you're not giving up, especially the Mets yeah. this year. Look, as much as I don't like his personality, I think Bryce Harper's a great player. And then one more thing I had screenshotted. We are coming up on the, what is this, 12-year anniversary of probably one of the best-loaded MLB draft classes ever. Okay. Of course, that was the year that Harper was taken number one. The next guy was Machado in the first round. Wow. Then you have Chris Sale also in the first round. Christian Yelich was in the first round that year. And so was Noah Syndergaard. And Nick Castellanos. Man, what a team. Other people in that draft was JT Ramuto in the third round. Uh, Whit Merrifield was in the ninth round. The biggest steal of the draft that year in round nine, picked 272, Jacob deGrom. Oof. And then last was round 11, Jock Peterson at pick 352. Wow. A couple other names, of course, uh, Robbie Ray, Kevin Kilmeyer. Russell Wilson was drafted that year when he's trying to play baseball. Taiwan Rocker and Yasmati Grandal. Dang. Talk about a loaded draft class that, that year. Definitely loaded, man. Talk about a lot of all-stars, especially stars still currently right now. Yeah. And arguably, DeGrom sitting there in the ninth round is the biggest steal 
I know. To I that just, date. I just need him to be healthy and, and make us. Hey, proud. He, he threw off the mound. That's all. That's all we can hope for. He's getting closer. So, but yeah. So that's gonna be it this week. Um, there will not be an episode next week. We're taking a week off. We're going to watch some baseball. <laughs> Our Mets AAA team, this Syracuse, Syracuse Mets, are yep. going to be in town next week, so we're going to catch a couple games. Um, so, but if you do watch our YouTube channel, to check out probably recording stuff at the game and stuff. Hopefully, we'll see Dom Smith there. Yeah, Dom is on the team, so we'll hopefully get them. Um, they call some of the top prospects, not the top prospects. We still hope time. There's still time they can get <laughs> the big boys up there. But and you know, we're hoping for some rehab. I don't think Degrom's going to be there. Unfortunately, we're crossing our fingers. Even Max. That'd be great. Oh my god. God, be a madhouse up in there. Especially just be the day game. Yeah, let, let no, it be the day game. Yeah. Day game when no one's there, where we could just have some fun. But all right. So we'll catch y'all next time. We'll see you on two weeks for the podcast. Like I said, check our YouTube next week. We'll have something up there. Peace. Peace. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. And if you want even more what we talk about in here with the Beanball Podcast, please check out our Instagram, our TikTok, and of course that YouTube page. Go if you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe with your friends. Click that bell so you get notification anytime we upload, you know, weekly episodes here, more content over there. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.